Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast, season four, episode two, and season's four theme is our 2022 year in review. This is episode two, and it is our 2022 travel superlatives. The back of the yearbook stuff, right? Who wins what category? And this is the second episode of our six-part series. We just dropped the travel stats one. You can go listen to that. Nerd out on all the numbers, all the places we slept, where those places were, how long we spent in each place, things like that. We're doing travel superlatives today. Then we got best meals, best drinks, best desserts, and finally best experiences, which Heather said was her favorite episode of them all. I mean, how could it not be? Yeah, we kind of start high level, right, with the stats, but it's the numbers, and then we get more minute, more and more detailed, and then we zoom back out and say best experiences. So, yeah, you just you love the high level overview, but the stories behind it, and I am like a number nerd, although I love stories too. So, you just love it all. I love it all. This that's is why it's your favorite series of the year. That's that's right. So we got those coming up for you. So make sure you listen to all of them. And here is our intro fact for today. I'm super proud of this one. I, I think okay. it's a fun one. And and you got a shot at this. Like everyone has a shot because you just have to guess a percentage. What percent of Americans have visited 25 or more states? <laughs> okay. Hmm. How many states have we visited? <laughs> Over 25, but we live on the East Coast, so it's like halfway cheating because you can knock off 10 in a one road trip. That's true. On my way through, I saw you on my way. All right, so last episode, I gave you, and you guessed, actually, did a great job guessing the top five visited states by other U.S. residents, right? Domestic travel, top five visit states. We're not going to talk about them in case you haven't listened to that episode. Don't want to give it away. But now we're talking about Americans who have visited 25 or more states, half the states or more. What percentage of Americans have done that? Just what do you think? 42%. Okay, good guess. Too high. 34%. Still too high. 27%. Whoa. Okay. Dead on. That's the right answer. 27%. 27%. Okay. I mean, there was a hundred guesses you could have made. <laughs> Obviously, some of them would have been odd. But in <laughs> three guesses, you nailed you nailed that. Okay. Just call me the percentages queen. That's right. You're the crown. Stack girl. Stack girl over Stat there. Stack queen. Um how many have visited all, what percentage have visited all 50 states? Mm. 7%. Too high? Too high. 3%. Little bit lower. 5%. No, lower than 3%. Oh, so, oh sorry. I thought you said that 3 was a little too oh, low. Oh, no, no. Oh, um, so you mean lower, 2%. 2%. 2%. Have visited all 50, okay. which? That's a lot of yeah. territory to cover. And that seems... Like, I mean, 2% doesn't sound like a lot, but then if you think about it, all right, do I know 100 people? All right, how many of them visited all 50 states? None that we know. I, knew, I mean, you I know, know my, uncle, my uncle Char has. Yeah. Um, I know a few, but we also run in like yeah, fairly heavily travel, <laughs> travel traveler influence. circles. I, it seems, I mean, it seems a little high. That, that, that's cool. People are getting out there and traveling. Yeah. How, what percentage of people have only ever visited one state? And by this stat, I assume assume they mean their own state? I assume I they mean their own state. Yes. Their state. That is what I'm assuming. Oh, that's really hard to guess because I would think it's low, but it's probably higher than I think. Um um 38%. No, much lower than okay, that. Okay, good. Um <laughs> All right, uh 17%. Little lower. Okay, 13%. Tiny bit lower by 2. Okay, 11 percent. 11 percent. 11%. 11%. 11%. 11%. 11%. 11%. 11%. 11%. 11%. 11%. 11%. 11%. 11%. 11%. 11%. 11%. 11%. 11%. 11%. 11%. 11%. 11%. 11%. 11%. 
I'm glad to hear that because I, I I don't know. I was thinking it could be more because sometimes you meet people who are like, you know, a, yeah. averse to traveling. Yeah, but. and I'll, some people don't have the means to travel, of course. Um, I, I My guess is that that would be higher maybe if you get to states that are bigger. Like on the East Coast, it, it, it's pretty easy to get between states. I mean, heck, you could have to take a flight or grab a bus and have to go to maybe another state. Um, but, well, know. especially if you live in some of the bigger cities too, because they sure. like Philadelphia and New York, they have all these states around them, you know? So my thought was, and again, we're guessing here. I don't have the answer is that it's people who have lived in big cities who don't leave them because they have so much at their doorstep or maybe don't have the means to leave or, or what have you. Right. So they, they've spent all their time basically in their own city or people who live in, a lot of rural areas in bigger states where, again, you're just kind of living your life there and you don't have to go. That, that would be my guess. Um, but I don't I don't have the answers. But 11%. Um, so some co- cool stats. Like, yeah. I thought those were pretty yeah, fun. Those are fun. pretty fun. All right. We're going to start our superlatives with the accommodations section. And, you know, some of these are... Well, I don't know. I, I we, we don't know what the other person has said. So that's always yes. fun. Um, some of these, I assume we will have similar answers. But Well, like the most expensive and the cheapest, those are the first two. Yeah. I, I'm actually not sure. I only okay. guessed at these. So okay. it's possible that we don't have the same answers, but that I could be wrong because I, I didn't like yeah, check the, I actually went, the statement of, of you know, yeah, the credit card or whatever. Of course, I went and you. did that. Yeah. Um, I see you have on your list. I'm only looking at this one. Yeah. Uh, the Diria, which was a resort that was in Costa Rica that we spent three four nights at. That was about $300 a night. Um, so that was one of the more expensive ones. And the one that you have that we, in New Hampshire, um, because we were splitting that, technically it was the most per night, but we were splitting it with other people. So yeah. um, the, the most expensive that I could find that we spent on ourselves out of our own pocket was a place called the Dry Dock Inn in Carolina Beach, North Carolina. <laughs> And it was high How season much was that? and we couldn't be in our house and it was three hundred and thirteen dollars a night. Much? We also got a one bedroom Airbnb right after that that I believe was right in that range. It was somewhere between three hundred and three twenty five a night for a one bedroom Airbnb, which was thing. nice, but Yeah, it was nice. I mean it was better than being in a hotel room. You know, we had space and a kitchen and a soaking tub and like it was a really nice Airbnb. But this is the thing. You know, when we're talking about when we weren't at our own home, this year was a really funky year for that. And I feel like other years have been as well. But this year was definitely really interesting because of the circumstances that we put ourselves in looking for accommodations in high season last minute was not part of our plan. So we had to blow money. Yes. On places we would not normally want to stay at where we could, if we were going to spend $350 a night somewhere, like I wouldn't choose the dry dock in, in North Carolina. No offense. Yeah. I mean, long story short, what happened was we had rented out our house in the summer and we've talked about that at length in different podcasts. Go listen to our, um, our season all about our short-term rental success. And you can hear about that, but we rent our house out in the summer season because it makes a lot of money and we're able to use that money to pay the mortgage and live in a place that we wouldn't be able to afford if we were just um, paying, you know, not renting it at all. So we had rented our house out. We had planned to travel over the summer, but because of some construction issues and contractors not completing the work that they said they would do, we actually had to be in our home area of Wilmington, North Carolina over the summer, but without being able to live in our own house, which led us to being getting caught in this, oh, it's high season. Our house is making us a lot of money, but now we need a place to stay. And therefore we had to scramble around every couple nights, change places and spend a lot more than we normally would. So we got caught a little bit um, and that was not the plan. So yes, the chaos crew. <laughs> the right. chaos crew. It rained. Um, the chaos couple. Yes, the chaos couple. <laughs> but I guess it is a crew with the kids. It's the a poor crew kids. with the kids. It's- Fortunately, I don't think that they really, you know, it was just fun for them because we got places with pools or we made fun experiences for them, like bouncing around. And they weren't really aware of the turmoil that we were going yeah. through. Adults were going through <laughs> turmoil. Kids were like, oh, a new hotel. This is so great. Yeah. Oh, it has a pool. Oh, this or that. And we're like, oh my gosh, we've had to pack up every couple of days. So it was pretty hectic travel. Um, the cheapest, and you have this on your list here, 
uh, we did have to rent right the first week that we realized we weren't going to be able to travel and our house was rented out. We got lucky and someone who had a condo right next to, right near us basically, was just putting up for rent. So no one had, had booked it yet on Airbnb. And we paid $1,000 for the whole week, uh, which is crazy for a two-bedroom condo coming into high season in June in a, in a beach town. Um, so that was... Was that the cheapest? So I was right in I, my guesses. Well, I was going to say, uh, yes, that was, would have been the cheapest per night for sure. Um, other than I have on our list the two places that we house at, which meant... Uh, well, we stay with our friend in her condo or in her duplex in Costa Rica for free. And then we also stayed 30 nights in a in a house sit in Surf City, North Carolina that Heather was designing. Um, and so they were the cheapest technically, technically because they were free. Well, sure. But that, I mean, that's not. Right. But we'll talk about why free yeah. is not always <laughs> best. In our next one, which is best value. So this is where you... Yeah, this is where it's opinion. So we got through the ones that were the numbers. Opinion, what was your best value? So, I mean, I went to Baltimore for a very quick girls trip. One night. One night. Um, And we used hotel points to stay at the Hotel Indigo, which I don't know what chain it is. I want to say Marriott maybe. Uh, But it was a really nice, cute you know, somewhat newly done hotel. And it was free because we use our hotel points. So I guess great value. I, I'm saying that's, you know, I didn't, I didn't call that one the cheapest though, because it was free. I said that was the best value. So that, I feel like it's a little different. That, that's great value. Um, I have a few listed here, of course. Uh, one, the aforementioned uh, cottages at Wolfboro, which we mentioned. Yeah, I have that on my list too. In the, in the first uh, episode of this season, it was $400 a night, but it was a, Five huge bedrooms, massive house, great location in complete peak season, August in New Hampshire. And so we were able to score this because we had to leave another Airbnb that had a massive leak. So we were really worried this. We, we had booked an Airbnb for seven days, which we'll get to probably in worst value and or worst accommodations. Ooh, we had booked definitely. it for seven days. We got there uh, and the one bathroom on the second floor was leaking into the bathroom on the first floor <sighs> the the moment we got there. And so we stayed one night and then had to leave um, because essentially two bathrooms of the three were inoperable. And yeah. It, the place was a mess. It the was a mess. was a mess. It was a mess. So we had to leave that, but we had to book somewhere else for, uh, we had what? Five adults and yeah, but it, I don't think it was kids. seven nights. I think it was like four. Okay, four. Yeah, or five nights. okay, but four yeah. or five nights we were supposed to be there. So we need something like a Sunday to a Thursday or something like that. Yeah, and we found this this awesome cottages at Wolfboro. Highly recommend them any time of year. They're great. They're fantastic. Uh, we can get into them of why we like them, but the value is great because four hundred dollars a night in peak season for something that big. We thought there were everything else was. A thousand dollars a night, even or or four hundred dollars a night for a tiny yeah, two or bedroom just, yeah, or something or like that. Yeah, or two hundred for something awful. Well, you know? and even, th- was there even stuff for two hundred? I mean, probably not. But I, I mean, mean, way away from the lake, yeah. maybe twenty minute drive or something. So, so yeah, we that was def that was on my list too of best value because you know we were sharing it with my sister and her family, and so it it was nice to just be able to to be there all together in the same house and and have a lot of fun. And you know, it was a cottage, and it wasn't like brand new but it was really well maintained and very charming so it was a good a good spot yeah i also have the amon beach bungalow in zanzibar oh yeah rooms, I, was, I did not go there rooms so. nothing to write home about but for 50 dollars a night <laughs> you are in now my bungalow is not like an overwater bungalow like you've seen in like the maldives and all but they essentially had a huge bar where we'd eat breakfast and any and you know it was a restaurant that was out over the water and then the water there was crystal blue and right below was incredibly white sand so and they had a nice pool so yeah 50 bucks the room you would have hated the room the shower was horrible but okay i didn't care because i'm like well i'm gonna hang at the pool on the beach so yeah i like a nice bathroom that's why i put on my best value because if you were there we would have had a different experience (laughs) so i was like all right good great value for me bathroom i don't like when bathrooms are like deteriorating it really skews me out yeah it was bad yeah Um, anyway okay the only last thing i have here and then maybe you have one more uh, is I, I just want to hit on this because we've talked about house sitting in theory is an amazing <laughs> value. And we love the idea of house sitting. Unfortunately for us, the issue with this quote unquote house, it wasn't really a house. It, sit. Wasn't, we didn't get it, it wasn't a house sit really. Well, we didn't get it through a house sitting site. Heather 
how did this, a client, well, why don't you describe what happened? Yeah, well, I took on a design client um, that needed to begin in June. And I said to this client, well, normally I, we travel in the summer, you know, because we've rented out our house and this, this client came to me, I think in May. So this was pretty last minute. And I was like, but you know, I can maybe try to figure out how to stay locally. Cause this town was only an hour from us in North Carolina and, and design your home for you. And it was like a two unit home that she wanted to short-term rent. So I was going to design it for her. And she's like, well, you can just stay at the, the house while you design it. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. You're you know, like, like, oh, that won't be so yeah. bad. And you know, I had never Famous seen the last words. I'd never seen the house in person because she had just purchased the house and she was waiting to close on the house. So I saw the listing photos and I was like, okay, you know, obviously she's hiring me to, to design it. it, needs some work. But it wasn't until I went and saw it in June, you know, after we'd already made the plan that this is where we're going to stay for, for all most, of July. For, for June, too, we were planning to yes, stay there. Yes, we were supposed to stay there all of June or most of June. And I walk in and I'm like, okay, we need to do kind of some extensive renovating before I can even get to the decorating. So it was you kind assumed of a full, it was more furniture, decorating, you know, wallpaper, paint. Yes. Furniture. And it ended and then up when being. When you walk in, I was like, well, the kitchen's eek, the one bathroom, you know, so I was like, okay, we kind of need to overhaul all of this. So June was spent like demoing and getting new paint on the walls, new flooring, covering. They had some popcorn ceilings we wanted to remove, a lot, a lot of stuff. So the whole month of June, we were not able to stay there. Just right, which because, is why we were bumping around right. so much, finding all these random spots. And then even in July, it was still quite a bit going on, but it was at least livable, but we were living during so the, the let's set installation the scene. process it was just a lot let's set the scene the top unit was two bedrooms one three bedroom be okay three bedrooms one was very small and was not usable as a bedroom but three bedrooms one bathroom 750 square feet that's the one we were in then the downstairs was a one bedroom apartment that was like 500 square feet so we were in a 750 square foot technically three bedroom with the kids while construction workers are coming every day, putting in the kitchen, the you know Heather was wallpapering. There was furniture getting delivered. There were boxes everywhere. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we furnished a whole entire house, yeah, two units. So. I mean, it was just it was a lot, and um, we've done it to our own places, but never while living there. So, yes. so uh, I would the not wise. do that again. I it, would not do that again. If you're going to renovate a place and try to live in it as you're doing it, um, just props to you. Yeah. Props to you. <laughs> know what you're getting into. Obviously it was amazing value. We didn't pay for it, but it, in the end, not, not honestly worth it for how stressful and hard it ended up being, but it was a lesson learned. So, uh, we figured we'd tell that story because that is, yeah, that's one that I think, uh, uh, you know, people could find themselves in like this is a situation that people can find themselves in whether you're renovating your own house or someone else's house or whatever um yeah we thought a lot would be done a lot quicker and it'd be like oh yeah we just kind of they could work around us a little bit and that was not the case i was essentially no, we, taking the kids for yeah. eight hours a day out of the house trying to find stuff to do with them which was fun but when it's for 30 days straight and there's no school or anything like that it it it, it can it can wear on you yeah it, it was just not the most ideal situation we were also dealing with the renovations of our own properties in our town which is an hour away so we're going back and forth it was just a very july and august were that tough was ones that was us. true chaos crew there that was um tough. all right so we did best value so do you have anything else for best value well i have a mention but it's also kind of like i think my favorite accommodation so okay. i can just wait you know and sure. bring it up there sure uh worst value uh, the Airbnb that we had to leave in New Hampshire next to Ossipee Lake, which I had never been to this particular lake. Usually we go to Winnipesaukee and stay on Winnipesaukee, but we had changed our dates because of the renovations and our schedules being, you know, not ideal. Would you use the word chaotic? Yes, I would. <laughs> so we were kind of booking things last minute. We couldn't find anything on Winnipesaukee. So I was like, okay, well, let's try Ossipee. It's a different lake. You know, this home says it's close to the beach And access. it didn't have great reviews, but it looked nice. I read through some of the reviews. I'm like, uh, usually we won't book a place if it's like under four and a half stars. Yeah, but we were just desperate, honestly. Yeah, and it was like a, I mean, when I say decent, again, it was... For, for how big it was, it was like $300 a night. And we're like, okay, it's not on the lake, but it's close. You know, it's whatever. Like walkable. Well, then so, we got there. Yeah, we got there and the whole place was just like 
not well maintained. Yep. And it had like a screen in porch that was like covered in spider webs and like some leaves even like just have somebody come clean this you know and then the we didn't really realize but the it was two levels and the bottom level was like a kind of like a basement level and it was like musty and smelled terrible and there was a whole bedroom down there that was filled with bunk beds that we just didn't even use because it was like Gross. The ceiling tiles were falling in. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, was... Yeah, then we had it, the leak in the bathroom. It was just awful. And I, when we got there, I was like, this this sucks. And I don't. I wish we could cancel. And then, fortuitously, I guess, the bathroom caved in on the other bathroom. So I was like, well, I guess it's meant to be that we leave yeah. because this sucks. It was terrible. It did take me four months to get a refund. And let's just say this, because this is a learning experience that we should have known by now, being like well-versed in Airbnb protocol but you had messaged the owner they kept airbnb kept telling me to message the owner and try to deal with them individually and i said okay and i did and then he was dragging his feet on refunds yeah, well, refunds first he was refunds like, we said we were gonna leave and right. he was like okay that's fine yes but he and and i said we're, we're gonna leave here's the situation he said okay that's fine they said i'm gonna send out a plumber i said listen we're gonna leave anyway because we, we can't be here he said that's fine i'll give you a refund but I assume he meant then a full refund for the rest of the time that we were spent there. Yeah. Like obviously he didn't the night pay. we stayed, we'll pay for it. But the yeah. other four nights, like, no, thank you. He didn't want to pay that. He was only giving us a little bit of money. He said, I sent a plumber out. It oh, cost this. Goodness. And I was like, what man, we already had left. So I, I, yeah. Anyway, I was going on the good faith and I should have just. Just done it through Airbnb customer service because I guess then in yeah. retrospect, I guess, but they kept know. telling me to contact him anyway. Either way, worst value was that place. Uh, I also had uh, the dry dock in. Again, we need a place to stay, but 313 bucks I for that place. I didn't was, realize it was that much was money. Expensive. I mean, I knew it was expensive, but I guess I thought it was like 220 All right, we might as well go in. I, I had favorite here, but let's just go to least yeah, favorite because I think we've yeah, already let's hit that. Do that. Yeah, it's that Airbnb we had to leave. So, okay, yeah, figured we both had the same one. Yep. And let's move on to the good stuff. That bad experience uh with that airbnb everybody probably has a bad you know that was our accommodation experience yeah and that was the first one we've i think if my memory serves correct that we've ever had to leave i think i can't think of any off the top of my head so we've had a lot yeah. of amazing mm -hmm. airbnb experiences we provide hopefully mm -hmm. really amazing airbnb experiences our reviews say we do for other people so we're not hating on the platform but yes uh, every once in a while you're gonna get stuck with something like that say so you'd get that way with hotels and all too oh yeah we had to leave a hotel before oh Yes, we have. Uh, favorite accommodation. Yes, yes. We don't have to get into the mold crawling up the the bathroom door, like eating away at the bathroom oh, door as we're about. looking at yeah. the door. I'm like, I think that door is getting shorter because I think the mold is eating it <laughs> alive so as we're watching it. Anyway. Um, yeah, that was in now, Malaysia. We got to give that another shot. Not that place, but no, that, that area, no, Penang. No, no. Um, favorite accommodation. So I I think this is my favorite unless you bring up one maybe I forgot about but when we were in Portugal we had a night just was only going to be one night right in one Porto. night in Porto and we booked something pretty last minute and we were like well let's you know stay somewhere pretty nice and do kind of like a research and design or development trip and you know we can write this off even so I'm not even talking about spending tons of money it was a hundred bucks for the first night was, was it? it I thought it was two hundred. Two hundred for the second night. Okay, a hundred for the first night. So yeah, so it I was like it, it was some last minute deal on hotels.com. Like it, it was cheaper than it normally would yeah. have been. But even still, two hundred is not that expensive. And Porto itself, there were quite a few hotels that were really nice looking for around two hundred dollars. Portugal itself as a country, is awesome for value for yes. amazing accommodations. You can get amazing accommodations for great value. They're known for that. They're known as some yes. of the best hostels in the world. Same thing Our with some favorite hostels, boutique hotels. They do really well. I can't even believe I'm saying favorite hostels because I'm not a hostel person, but they had really nice hostels when we were yeah. traveling through there before. They do the boutique hotel hostel thing better than any country we've ever been to. Yes. So the Porto River Hotel, I believe that's the name of it. It is. So if you're going to Porto, you should definitely stay here. It's on the river. Right on the river. It's the, it's the first buildings. Like there's a row of buildings right on the river and it is on, uh, in that building. And, and they've renovated it because it's obviously it's cool. an old building and it's done so well. And the first night we stayed in like the penthouse 
which yes. again was only a hundred dollars. But you know, and they each had, I think every hotel room had like a small kitchenette and a little table to work at. Exposed like a, beams yeah, exposed and like, beams obviously and you could rock op- and can open the windows out in the little balcony old, and you're overlooking the river. Yeah. Like these, these French doors, you know, with a little Juliet balcony that you could kind of step onto just like open onto the river to see the other side and like the Louis bridge there. That's Dom Louis. Yeah. So famous. I mean, it was just striking. It Porto was cool. Right, let's go back. Porto yeah. cool. So that was that my hotel favorite is cool. um, and best value too, because I couldn't, I didn't even remember that the first night was a hundred. I thought it was 200. First night was a hundred. Second night was 200. You said, oh, Trav, Heather, you said you were only staying one night. We will get to that story, too. <laughs> uh, but long story short, we didn't have to pay the 200 for the second night. Oh, uh, so we'll, we'll that's get, right. Yeah, yeah. We finally got um, reimbursed for that. So my favorite, also Porto River Hotel. Was it? Okay. I, would, I have two more, though. Cottages at Wolfboro, which we've already talked yep. about. That house was cool. But more than that house being cool, the owners and the staff were incredible. They had um, kayaks that you could use for free. Uh, they're like we're gonna. They had bikes. They're like we're, we're, we don't have paddle boards yet, but we're gonna get paddle boards next year. They were just so accommodating and so nice. And exactly what I think is the best, um, the best kind of melding of Airbnb and hotels is when you find these places that are boutique, ran by people who list them on Airbnb because it's a great platform to list on VRBO things like that. Verbo, sorry. Um, but then aren't huge hotels as well, right? And uh, so they had this main house that they had renovated and then they had 12 little cabins around it. So they had enough of an ecosystem there to have like really nice amenities, um, you know, big fire, fire pits, pits for us to use, things like that. And, and Adirondack like, chairs, barbecues, like really nice. And big enough to have a staff, but one or two people, you know, they gave us parking passes to go use the parking passes at the beach. So just, it, they were incredible. So I just wanted to mention that too. I, I love it. We'll stay there again for sure. And we got a super good deal there. The last was the duplex in Costa Rica. The first half of the time we were there, staying at our friend's duplex, the work was supposed to be done. As we now know, construction, as any of you guys know, twice as long and twice as expensive, right? Well, by the time we got there, it was supposed to be done. We walked up to a pool that was just concrete, had no water in it. No, I don't even think the concrete was Or maybe was the there concrete, yet. it was just the hole. They were still finishing the concrete. But halfway through, <laughs> the, the work was finished and the second half was really awesome. So that was a cool little spot too, because we got to stay at our friend's place. Um, all right. So that, that wraps up the accommodations. We had some interesting crazy accommodation stories this year um cra- but speaking of crazy now just like craziest thing you did this year well i'm try. I, I didn't really do anything that i can think of that was super crazy except for the amount of renovations i did okay. which is not something when I crazy started bad. the year. That's crazy bad, no, though. No, I mean, good and bad. A lot of it I did enjoy, and there were some parts that were awful, but I did enjoy designing and, you know, all of these spaces and managing the renovations and stuff. But, um, I mean, that was kind of the craziest thing. And then our trip to Portugal was very spontaneous because we didn't really even decide for sure that we were going. So that was kind of crazy in the time of our year when it was, like, really gearing up in May there. With yeah. all the construction and renovations that we were going through, um, that we just left. Yep. Basically, went. I mean, here's how it went down. Our buddy Mike, Mike Savas, um, check him out. Savas on the go. He's got an awesome Instagram. He also has been on this podcast uh, where we talk about his month in the making project, which is really, really cool. 12 months, 12 skills, 12 different countries. And he's, he's all over the world. And he said, last minute, I think he told us three weeks beforehand, hey, I'm throwing a 40th birthday party at the Chateau outside of Porto. All you have to do is get yourself to Porto. I'll take care of the rest. And we're like, oh my gosh, this sounds cool. And also Mike is one of those guys who surrounds himself with cool people. Like we knew other interesting people would be there because last minute he decided to throw it together. There'd be other cool travelers, people doing interesting stuff. And we're like, can we really do this? And uh, thanks to your sister, Julie, who said, I'll watch the kids. Yeah, in three weeks, we decided to go. And the trip to Porto was supposed to only be three actual nights sleeping there. It was four days, three nights. It turned into five days, four nights because of a flight That's delay. it? It was three nights. Seems like, well, Because I we guess slept on a plane both ways. slept on a plane. Okay, or, Like okay, one of the ways. Okay. So it was actually- So th- for Julie, who was watching the kids, it was six nights? It ended up being, I guess, six nights or whatever it was. Yeah. But it, it was for a weekend- 
originally scheduled we were going to pr- spend more time or as much time in transit getting to the chateau mm-hmm. as we actually did at the chateau. Yeah. Um, so that was a bit crazy. That was on my list too. Yeah. The other crazy thing I did was I've never booked a trip this last minute. Um, oh, I had a friend who were at <laughs> Austin for South by Southwest and I just seen their pictures and I was looking to get an investor for this real estate deal. And I thought, well, one of the guys that might want to invest in it is at South by Southwest, plus a bunch of my friends are there. Heth, do you mind if I fly down to Austin? I'm going to crash my, on my buddy's couch, so it won't cost me anything to do that other than the flight. I think I used miles for the flight, so it was a super cheap ticket. Um, and so it, that Did was- you book and go in the same day? It was day? 8 p.m. I booked. I decided to go. I woke up and I was flying out by 7 a.m. that morning. So essentially it was book, 12 hour pack, Go to sleep for a little bit, turn around. So that's the la- most last minute trip I've ever booked and then actually gotten on the plane. So mm-hmm. that was pretty crazy and fun. Yeah. And props to you for being like, yeah, go. I'll watch the kids. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Best thing you bought this year? Um, well, I was gifted two very nice things. Perhaps to make up for all of the solo traveling uh, that maybe, maybe, the other maybe. host of this podcast. All right, drum, drum roll this. Good. I'm cool taking credit for yeah. two good gifts. So I'm going to start with the one that I had been wanting for, I don't know, ever since it came out, which is the Samsung Frame TV. Um, they're getting more affordable now that they've been out for a couple of years because when they first came out, I wanted it immediately and travels like... That's ridiculous. This TV is so expensive. You know, you can get a TV for so much cheaper now. Um, but those TVs don't look like art on your wall. And so it traps Well, that's if me. you don't know what the frame TV, yeah. the big thing is it's super thin and it's supposed to look like art when it's turned off. You can load different art. You can load your own art on. You can buy art, whatever. And it's supposed to look like a piece of art hanging on the wall, framed piece of art when the TV's off. And, and it has special features because, you know, some other TVs you can like put art on, but it has like a different type of screen where there's less glare and you can, when it's, when it's turned off, that's, the art is on there. So you can just leave the art on there all the time. That's the off yeah. function. Does it look like a piece so, of art? Kind of. It does. Some people have come in, like, for example, I, <laughs> I don't want to throw my mom under the bus here, but she came in and, and I had like this Christmas scene, a nativity scene up on the on the, the frame TV. My mom hadn't been to the house in two years and she was like, that's really pretty. Did you find that at Home Goods?" And she was not joking. She thought I, it was, you I, know. I guess I know it's a TV. You know so it's yes, a TV, I, but other people have been like surprised that it's a TV. Okay. So if you don't know, I think it, you know, just in passing, you would you you could think it's art. Anyway, it's so cool and it's super fun because I you can pay for the subscription, of course, for like having a, a access to all these photos. I don't. I just go on Etsy and find the exact ones that I want, and they're really affordable. Like some of them are a dollar for this digital art. So for Christmas, I got like ten different beautiful Christmas arts, and I've just been switching what? them. What you did? <laughs> ten dollars. Take it out of your budget. I did take it out of my budget. Thank you very much. And um, you know, the kids have fun with it too, and it just it's all really right. it's really fun. And I've okay. already found one for New Year's Eve that I'm going to get on Etsy. This one is more like $3, but still, it's really fun. And then obviously you can use them again the next Christmas season. So, um, yes. That what a is life. Frame TV. The Frame TV. So I didn't expect to talk that much about the Frame TV, but it's super awesome. If you love traveling, you can put your own travel pictures up there. Yep. It's awesome. So the second thing is the... Revel Bambino Plus. And I mentioned this on another podcast. I think the Thanksgiving thing. Heather's podcast. actually drinking a latte from yeah. it right now as we record. And somebody on Instagram was like, which is the model? Which one did you get? So I'll say it again. The Breville Bambino Plus. Write it down, folks. It's a little splurgy, but it's not as expensive as like the Jura or some of these other crazy ones that are like a thousand or more. It's $4.99. It was on sale for $3.99 at Christmas time. Something like that. Um, It's 100% worth it. I don't even care about going out to coffee shops now because I'll just buy my favorite beans and make it at home and it's better or as good. Like it's so amazing. Yeah. I mean, so, Heather, um, I, I, I'm happy because Heather loves it. And yes, it. I don't drink coffee, but um, I you love do the smell like of this, it. You do like this though. Like you, when you taste the latte, you're like, yeah, that's yeah. good. I, I mean, I, yes, good. right. You're right. And and it's it's great. It was a great present. She wanted it and we have really enjoyed it. Um. And, you know, because we mentioned on our first 
episode, we have a lot of guests that come over and a lot of the guests we know are bougie and want nice coffees. <laughs> and so instead of everyone going out and spending five bucks on a coffee, we whip it up at home and saving people money. Um, but all those are great and I'm glad you like them and I will take as much credit. I'll give myself <laughs> some clap. Woo-woo, good presents this year, trap. But the best thing that we bought, and you will agree with me because you forgot about oh, it, is the golf, the golf cart. cart. So, I did forget about it. We are able, <laughs> but it definitely makes my experiences list. So I don't know how I forgot about yeah, it. Yeah. So we bought a golf cart. Um, when people ask us how we like living in North Carolina, I get to tell them, well, we drive the kids to school in a golf cart and I don't wear shoes. Um, now the last couple of days have been pretty cold, so I've For had to reason. put shoes on, but usually I don't wear shoes. And so the golf cart has changed our life. I mean, it's just great. You hop on the golf cart, you take the kids to school. It's a five minute drive, you know, kind of the downtown area, is about five minutes for us. All of this can be done on a golf cart. We can go visit our friends in golf cart. We can take kids to park on the golf cart. We can do basically everything. We can go to the grocery store in the golf cart. We, can we cannot go over the bridge in the golf cart. No, <laughs> but but we can basically go anywhere we want on a golf cart. And so uh, we bought a used golf cart because we were worried, you know, how much will we use it? The answer was every day, all day. So that, that worry has been waylaid. But also, hey, is this thing going to rust? You know, this or that. So let's get a used one first. And we did. So for four grand on Facebook Marketplace, we found a 1996 Club <laughs> Cadet golf cart that has Tesla stickers on it that makes everyone laugh when I pull into the grocery store because they know it's not a Tesla. Uh, but it's like retro cool. You know, 1996 is far it's enough to far make back. it to make it retro cool. Uh, it runs well. One piece of advice, if anyone ever buys a golf cart... Please know this. I did not know this. You have to put water in your batteries, okay? Like old cars, apparently. Like my mom said, you have to put water in your batteries, distilled water. I didn't know this, so I think I fried the batteries because for four months, we never put it in. The battery charge is getting less. I'm like, what's going on? And someone's like, well, you're putting water in your You? They we, said, are you watering your batteries? That's the, what they said. the person we purchased it from did not share this didn't important share this info. information. So if you ever buy so. a golf cart, ask, do I need to water these batteries? And if you do, you need to put distilled water in every month to keep them running. So uh, there you go. A little tidbit, but the golf cart is the best thing. Yeah, that it, we, you're right. You're that right. It's I wasn't going to say that the things I bought you weren't nice, but the golf cart. Come the on. golf cart is very cool. Yeah. We love it. Biggest change this year. Well, for me, the biggest change is that I designed way more homes than I've ever done before. Yeah, you started doing a lot of client work. Seven different homes this year. Two of them were our own bungalows. Um, so when I say homes, like some of them could just be like a small apartment. Um, but I did do... Seven spaces. Se well, like, not even spaces. Not even spaces seven spaces full, full houses. Full houses. So yes. It's, so for me, that was the biggest change. Yeah. you And you start taking on client work and you've done an awesome job and people have loved it. And that's only going to go faster, faster, faster. If anyone needs an interior designer, uh, you did also do some stuff virtually. So just reach out. Instagram is the easiest. Yeah. I didn't include the virtual stuff because those were not entire homes, sure. but yeah, I mean, definitely can do that for anyone. What is the best way for someone to reach out? I mean, you, this is to reach out for your own home. The cool thing that you did is you did stuff for people's own homes, like personal homes. You also did stuff for people's investment properties, short-term rental properties. Um, they just reach out to you at Heather Sherry on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Or at Juju and co either one. Yeah. So just to check that out. Um, that was a cool thing for me to see you really dive into the entrepreneurial mindset and be like, all right, I'm going to go do this for other people. And you started doing it. And man, the spaces are incredible way. It blows me away how good you are at it and how much you love doing it. We have been talking about stuff being chaotic. And that's the cool thing about starting a new business is that it's fun and exciting. The, the downside is like, it can be chaotic in the beginning because you're not sure how long stuff's going to take. What's what I'm excited for is this next year where the good stuff stays, your excitement and and doing those fun projects. But we have better systems in place and better understanding of how long stuff takes or, or you know what's involved. That it's uh like i.e. not staying in a place that you are also then installing and designing in. Um, so I'm really really excited for the future of that. So yeah, me too. Cool. Um, How about you? Biggest change. Biggest change was traveling so much without the rest of the family. Yeah. 99% of the travel that Heather and I have done since we got together was together. Since we've been a couple was together. Almost all of that since we've had kids has been with the kids as well. We took that one trip to Portugal by ourselves and that was the only thing we had done. Well, you've taken other trips without right. the kids. I have. Just you and me, you mean. Yeah. So like I've taken a few other trips without Heather and the kids. 
her and I then took one trip this year without the kids, but I just did a lot more going to Austin for South by Southwest, going to Memphis for TravelCon, going to Portland for the World Domination Summit, uh, going on safari, uh, and going to Tanzania, like four big trips without you and without the kids. And so for me, that was the biggest change was just traveling alone. And while it's certainly easier, I mean, no doubt, we should have like a yeah, duh button, right? Like, <laughs> of course. Um, and it's, interesting and fun and there's things that are you know easier about it there's pros i'll tell you what one of the hard things was traveling and then like really just missing you and missing the kids um i did not feel that way at all when you and i were traveling together in portugal you thought you would and when we went you're like yeah this is great just like having some time alone but when you're not there and the kids aren't there there were times like even on short trips to austin and memphis where i would get not sad, but just like, oh man, I'm really, really missing them. And that would be like a three or four day trip. So, um, yeah, that was just the biggest change. Yeah. But flying by yourself again. Oh, Watching man. movies. Oh, that is so, such a joy. Yeah. Like, oh, 30 hour, 30 hours of flying. No big deal. I'll watch like <laughs> Top Gun Maverick, three other movies, sleep. That go. is definitely one of the benefits of going alone and without kids, man. Yeah. So easy. Um, so that brings us to the most unexpected thing in a good way. In a good way. Yes. Because then we, the next one we have is most unexpected thing <laughs> in a bad way. Uh, so what's your most unexpected thing in a good way? So mine is traveling. Yeah. I mean, without the kids. <laughs> so I, for the first time, took the trip. Well, my, the trip I took to Baltimore was only one night. So, I mean, I'd been away from the kids one night before, but you, that was also with you. So just to have like a solo trip. With you mean my, without me? The, the trip to the Baltimore trip before, was... before, I had been away from the kids before. Once. Once yes. or with, twice. With me. But the trip to Baltimore so was, was without the kids and without me, your first solo trip. Right. Yes. But, you know, I was with my sisters and my mom, but it was really nice. And, you know, I was gone for maybe 30 hours. So I didn't have a chance to, miss you came everybody. back really recharged. You were like, that yeah. is a recharge. And I yeah. would urge anyone who has kids <laughs> just one night, just go but it one was. night. It, it recharges like, your batteries. It was great. Um, so yes, to, to just have that, you know, whether you can do a girl's trip or a solo trip, um, that was amazing. And then when we went to Portugal, like you said, I mean, I was nervous about going and leaving the kids even just for four or five nights. I was like, I've never left them for that long before. And you know, what was my response to you? When you kept worrying about, oh, should I go? I don't know. I feel like I'm going to miss them. I'm going to miss them too much. It's going to be fun. What did I say to you? I don't remember. I was like, trust me. Yeah. You won't miss yeah. them. Well, I mean, we get to spend, fortunately, a lot of time with our kids being entrepreneurs and they don't have to go, you know, into daycare from seven to five or anything like that. So which is There are four hours a day, yeah. not even every day of the week <laughs> that we're not with our kids. So I was yeah. like, trust me, if it's you and I together, you're not going to miss them right. in, in the way that you think. You'll miss them, but you're not going to be upset. Yes. And so, you know, was we, I right? you, you were absolutely 100% right. And I don't know if I had been completely alone, like you were saying, without me, you feel like that you miss is all of us a little I more. I feel different that way. Maybe not everyone. I do because yeah. I'm like, oh, Heather's at home not experiencing this with me. I wish she was. And then I'm like, oh, and she's at home with the kids. It might be harder. Whereas like when we left them and left them with your sister, I wasn't really yeah, I mean, that I worried. Bad for I'm like, my sister, but, but I was like, she doesn't have kids. She's yeah. not around kids all the time. So like, all right, she can handle a couple days. Yeah. And so for me, I was like, this is amazing that we're on this trip. It felt like the old, the good old days. You know, obviously we love our kids. So, I mean. Yeah, we don't have to say that. Yeah, Anyone with kids knows amazing. what we're talking about. But we were on that trip and I was like, holy cow, this is awesome. <laughs> we're in Portugal when we'd been there before. So it was kind of cool to go back and just walk around and be able to do whatever we want. And there were times where I was like, when we got to the hotel, because the, the party part of the trip was really busy, right? We had all these activities and it was fun. But then when we finally got to Porto where it was just you and me in the hotel and I was like, I can sleep in or just do like, what am I even going to do? I was a little bored for a minute. I was like, let's get out and explore because I mean, even you know, that like kids, you just don't have all of this, somebody needing you to do something, make breakfast, wake up, uh, you know, help them go to the bathroom, do this, do whatever. It was I mean, like even hopping so much free on time. trains or going out for a walk. You're just like, yeah, we want to do it. Okay. We're going to do it. And we did it. <laughs> um, I'm with you. All right, cool. I'm glad to hear that. And Yes, other parents, if you've done that, you know how we're feeling. If you're not parents yet and you're listening, you're probably like, okay, cool. I'm going to take some notes. Or if you're never going to be a parent, you're probably like, yeah, I'm glad that I get to feel that way <laughs> all the why. time. <laughs> and you should feel glad about that because it, it certainly is um, 
needed when you're someone who likes travel and you just want to have some more freedom uh, to get out and do that. Uh, for me, most unexpected thing in a good way. I got three. I'm going to do it. Oh, wow. Pretty quick okay. hitters. One, Blowing Rock area in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. We had never been out that way. Super fun to visit. Gorgeous. Blowing Rock downtown itself is like a so post, charming. It's like a postcard. So um, cute. Really awesome mountain town. Uh, you know, I've only ever felt kind of that way in some Colorado mountain towns where you're just like, yeah, this is what a mountain town should be like. So, uh, love that. The Poconos trip that we took with our <laughs> friends from college, we had booked this a year and a half before the actual trip. And because our summer was so chaotic leading up to Labor Day, we're like, oh, we finally got back in our house after the summer of chaos. Do we really want to get in a car and drive all the way up to the Poconos? 10 hours. But- Thankfully, it had already been booked, so we had no choice, and we did, and it was incredible to get to see all our college friends again after, you know, 18 years. We've been together, but we haven't all been together with kids. That was really cool, and going to Camelback Water Park. Like, I thought, <laughs> water park, oh, whatever, Camelback. Like, it's we grew true. up with this kind of, you know, people saying, I'm going to go to Poconos for, for a water park. So, we, I was poo-pooing it. I was Same. I was getting on my high horse a bit and I was knocked off in a good way because that was so much fun. It was a blast. Um, it was a blast. And the kids had so much fun. It it was worth every penny, every second of that drive times 10. It was incredible. Wit played so hard that when we left the park at six o'clock, he fell asleep in the car ride back to the Airbnb. And I was like, he's going to wake up and then be up forever. He went to slept bed the he whole slept. night. We moved him from the car to the couch, thinking that would wake him up with, you know, a bunch of other kids and adults around in nope. this Airbnb. He, nope. Then we moved him upstairs <laughs> too, took off his bathing suit into bed. He slept the whole night. He went hard. Um, the third thing, most unexpected thing in a good way was Zanzibar. So I knew a safari would be awesome. It was. It was more awesome than I thought. So I will give Scott, my buddy Scott Brills and uh, Pomoja Safaris, um, check them out. Incredible, incredible safari. But I also had been on safari, so I was like, uh, last time we did a safari, it blew away my expectations. So now I was like, all right, well, I know it's going to blow away my expectations, and it did. But Zanzibar, I knew nothing about. Uh, wasn't even planning on going to Zanzibar, little island off the coast of Tanzania. But when the hike part of the trip, we were going to hike Kilimanjaro, when that en- ended up getting canceled, Everyone else was like, I'm going to go to, we're going to go to Zanzibar for a week. I was able to go for three days. And every, the reason I went is I talked to two people, my friend Amy and my cousin Val, who I knew I'd been there. I'm like, what do you think of Zanzibar? Both of them raved about it. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll go. It was just so neat. It's a neat island. But what really was unexpected was I didn't look at pictures and they said, oh, the beaches are really beautiful. I'm like, okay, well, I've, I've thankfully been able to see a lot of cool beaches in my life. I've never seen a beach like this. Perfect white sand, crystal blue waters, amazing temperature uh, of the water. It was mind boggling how stunning it was. And, you know, I, you know, people have probably heard the name Zanzibar. I wouldn't have been able to place it on a map, honestly, if if I'm being truthful before I went. I might not have even known it was an island. I certainly didn't know it had some of the most beautiful beaches in the world. So um, that was totally unexpected in, in a good way. Um, and it, it also reinvigorated, I don't want to say reinvigorated my love of travel. I think my love of travel is there. And I've talked about this in other episodes. I think we had tamped it down because of the pandemic. Like we knew that travel brought us such joy, but because we couldn't travel, I, I think in my head, I was saying, okay, travel wasn't that big of a part of my life. Like it's okay to not be able to travel. And then when I got to go to Zanzibar and got to just explore a little bit again, a new place that was totally foreign to me, even just walking around Stonetown for one day, I thought, no, no, no. This is why travel was always such a big part of our life. And I'm so happy we can do it again. And so it reinvigorated the passion for travel that I had kind of hid because I knew we couldn't do it and didn't want to disappoint myself. Um, So I kind of like, you might disagree with this, but try to tweak down my wanderlust and this just reinvigorated it like it set it aflame again i guess i'm not not sure that your wanderlust was ever really that tweaked but um sure (laughs) i'm glad that you love travel again maybe felt that way i i always loved it but i guess because we couldn't do it yeah and i mean to be fair we still did more traveling i think than some people did during the pandemic because like we went to costa rica um during that that 
when stuff opened up. Yeah, right? when, when stuff opened, opened up. But yeah, I agree that, you know, we definitely traveled less. And so... And it was the it, side it was of travel nice. of being somewhere new yeah. and that I didn't know and just wandering and getting lost mm-hmm. and saying, I don't have any expectations. I have yeah. no idea. We've never also, been here. being solo. Yeah, like, being solo helped. <laughs> that's... For yeah, that, for that for regard. For that reason. So anyway. Yeah. All right. We'll get into two somewhat negative ones, but kind of fun here. Yeah. Uh, most unexpected thing in a bad way. Um, for me, just how long the renovations took on our own bungalows, one and two. We did number three last year. And it took like two months. So when we had one and two to do, I was like, okay, no big deal. We'll get them done in a couple of months. You know, we started in December and they didn't finish until the following October. Which led us, this is my most unexpected thing in a bad way too. Way over budget, way longer than we thought. The summer season here is the big season for rentals. We missed that. That was, they were supposed to be done essentially by March at the latest. And then it was like April, like, oh, we still hit the summer season. They were not done until the middle of October, as Heather mentioned. And that just, that led to a ton of stress, financial stress, but also just stress stress of trying to get these finished and fixed up and fighting with contractors and fighting with the town about various things. Um, So that was a big wrinkle in our year that certainly through as the word of the season here is chaos certainly through a lot of chaos in um yeah unexpectedly but we learned a lot and you know the next time that that is a positive spin and we if this if this teaches us going forward a, a huge lesson like then it's worth it and so we'll learn from that lesson and go forward and if we look at it as a 10 or 15 or 20 year project which we plan on holding these bungalows for that long it's just then a blip it'll be a blip on the radar yeah a blip. Most underwhelming thing. You know, I couldn't really think of anything. I, I don't know. You this can be first. a hard one. Yeah, it is a bit hard. Mine was Memphis. Okay. It was fine. I enjoyed my couple days there. I, when we say about travel, I, I think the reason I bring the underwhelming one up and sometimes I ask people what their um, place was that didn't meet their expectations when I have guests on a podcast is because Travel is usually so great, but in order to have those like, oh my gosh, Zanzibar, I didn't know about this and it crazy exceed my expectations. Sometimes you go a place and it doesn't exceed your expectations and Memphis is that. I didn't know much about it, but it's kind of like, this could be a really fun city. And there were some fun parts, but it's just like, all right, all right, Memphis, underwhelming to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like for me, I didn't really have anything so much that was underwhelming other than Like when we were in Surf City, so this is a town that's an hour north of us and a lot of people have been there or grew up there or, you know, that that we've talked to. And they're like, oh yeah, Surf City's so cool. It's kind of like, you know, your beach town, except like there's not as much to do. And I was like, okay, that might be cool. It wasn't. I like stuff to do. I like being closer to stuff. It was pretty it was just, remote. It was too remote for me. Um, and also the surf there was really intense. Like the whole time we were there- the current and the riptides were just really, really strong for the kids to be in there. And I don't know if it was just like right where we were placed on the island or if it's the whole island that's like that. But, you know, we live at the beach and when we go out to our ocean, yeah, some days it's rough and we don't go in. But other days it's really calm. Yeah, there was really heavy currents all and month that so we were there. And so that was kind of stressful hard. because we thought we'd spend so much time with the kids at the beach because we're there in the summer, right? And it was like, okay, well, fortunately, there's an inlet that you can go to that's on the intercoastal side and not the beach side, which had no waves, right? That's fine, but you had to drive to it. So it was just like very underwhelming. And I thought it was going to be like this with the name like Surf City, like a cool... Yeah, beach town and just it wasn't as I I get it I prefer other beach towns so I I mean if I had to choose something that was the thing gotcha all right neatest person that we met this year I don't know I didn't feel like I met like a ton of new I I definitely got out there and met more people you went out and you did a lot more things and went to a lot more events I mean the person that I have on my list is Kate Eames um, she is a female contractor engineer. She's amazing. And she really helped us finish our renovation projects with our bungalows. If it wasn't for her, I don't know how we would have gotten through it. And I just think she's a really intelligent, smart, kind of like, you know, badass female entrepreneur. So for me, that was the coolest person. I didn't, you know, she's great. Love Kate. 
Agreed. Um, she's great. Uh, there are two other people that I wanted to mention. Or One was the crew from our buddy Mike's. We told you went to Portugal for a 40th birthday party. And that was our buddy Mike. He's been on the podcast. And the crew that was at his birthday party, I'm not going to single individual people out because there was about 40 people there. And a lot of them knew each other and we didn't know any of them coming into this. So we were, because a lot of them worked with him around the world and things like that. So they, we were kind of the, the, uh, the outsiders, but obviously welcomed him with open arms. And it was just cool to see people. I mean, I probably 10 to 15 different countries represented. Mike is a very well-traveled person. He works all over the world. So to bring people from all over the world and all different cultures together for a 40th birthday in a chateau in Porto, was just a really neat experience and you know getting to know some of them again it was quick it was three days but getting to know some of them and, and diving deeper with some of them was really it was just a fun experience it's what i as an extrovert really really like um to say oh there's 40 people i don't know any of them let me dive in let me hear stories of this person who lived in switzerland this person who's from slovenia this person who's you know da -da 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 -da, traveling the world who's lived on a boat whatever um yeah i felt like i could have interviewed almost every single one of those people there on the podcast and had 40 different podcast episodes. So that was cool. Um, the other person I wanted to mention, I got introduced to Christine Lozada from my friend Erica, who works over at the Nomadic Network. And when we were doing our Paradise Pack project, she's she was giving me some people who might be interested. She, I love this girl, Christine. She's incredible. And the moment I spoke to her, I was like, this is a fun person. For example, the tagline on her Instagram and on her website is travel drones badassery. And I was like, all right, that says it. So she teaches people how to fly drones. She's a female in the drone world, which like you mentioned with Kate, a female in the builder world, you know, there's not that many people doing drones and teaching drones who are female. So she, she's really made a name for herself doing that. She travels all over the world and she just so much fun. Like she just has fun and has such a good spirit wherever she goes. You can check out her Instagram. It's fun to follow at Christine Lozada. And um, you can f Google that or, uh, you know, search that. But uh, if you do Travel Drones Badassery, that'll come up. And uh, cool. I actually got to meet up with her at Memphis for TravelCon and then at the World Domination Summit as well. Um, so getting to meet someone in person, I didn't meet that many new people in person this year. Uh, so that was cool. Just another person in the travel world who's doing cool stuff and blazing her own path and, um, you know, making a left a corporate job and made a lifestyle out of now flying drones. Cool. So, all right. Last but certainly not least, biggest mishap or mishaps maybe of the year. I mean, the one that came to my mind first was the Portugal trip because it was kind of just like a domino effect of events where we went and it was great and it was awesome and we were getting ready. We wake up to get our flight that day and we get a notification that it's canceled. So not only is it canceled, but then I call my sister and I'm like, okay, we're going to try to get on the flight tomorrow. And she was meant to have dropped the kids off at school, you know, so that she was not having to be with them for so many days in a row. Even she was just, supposed to drop the kids off at yeah. school for four hours, and then we we're supposed to have a nanny come for four more hours. So she yeah. was essentially supposed to be with them in the morning and, and on, in the and, and, and on at, the weekend and in the evening and the weekend. Yeah. So you know it's Monday morning, and she's like, "Well, I want to drop the kids off at school, and Wits Preschool is closed, and you must have gotten an email or something about this, but there was a COVID outbreak and in the preschool, and so." He, it's closed and they can't go to school. And I was like, oh my goodness. So here we are <laughs> in 2021, you know, thinking. 2022. We're, sorry. Why do I keep saying 2021? I don't know. I feel like it's 2021 as well. But. 2022, you know, where we, we've been vaccinated. And I mean, the kids hadn't been yet at that point. But, you know, this whole time there was not ever a closing for Wits Preschool. And it was the day that we decided <laughs> to leave. It was the day that oh, our flight gets, you know, delayed. So my poor sister is like, okay, now we have to test the kids to see if they have COVID. You know, they didn't yet at that time. Um, and not only that, you know, then we had to figure out our flight. It was great because we got to have a whole extra day in Porto, which was fun. We got to do some fun things, just traveling me. But then, you know, when we're leaving the next day, Julie's like, okay, the kids can go back to school today if they're testing negative. And so she had to give both kids a test 
and wit was positive. And not only that, but our friends from Canada, the four besties that we mentioned in another podcast of, you know, the Beach House guests, were coming for the first time that we've seen them since the pandemic happened since 2019. They each had children, like this big trip that they're coming to the beach house. And now Wit has COVID. And I'm like, if COVID ruins another thing for us, this is just going to be awful. And so fortunately, Wit did not have really any symptoms. He was pretty much asymptomatic. And my sister being like the saint that she is was like, well, listen, I will quarantine with Wit at one of the finished bungalows so that your friends can still come and like, we'll mask up and all these things, you know, and he will be able to stop wearing his mask because he hasn't had symptoms on this day. So anyway, it all ended up working out. The Canadian friends still came, but it was just like a series of unfortunate events, <laughs> which was really the worst for I mean, my sister. Not Julie, unfortunate for us. We got to stay in Portugal another night and then she quarantined with Wit. So, I mean, she's the real star of the show. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have that as a mishap because I was like, this was great for us. <laughs> uh, I got four, but they're, they're, I'm going to- Oh my gosh. I'm going to give them quick. Two we've already talked about. One, the renovations of the cottages, well, sure. which is just a, um, yeah. a year-long mishap, but we're done and that's fine. The whole month of July living in a 750 square foot space that was being renovated, mishap. But it's over and we're not going to belabor those two. The other two I mentioned because they're both of me getting sick. So the last few days, I had forgotten about this until I saw a picture. The last few days in Costa Rica, when we were at the resort, oh, yeah. I got so sick. Oh my gosh, I forgot this was, about this too. Yeah, five days. On the third day, I actually, you know, I, I was like, do I have COVID? But it was a stomach thing. And I thought we it was had just, tests I thought it was food poisoning. Taking, I kept testing negative. Yeah. And by the third day, I could not get out of bed and I was like curled up in a ball and my stomach was just in such pain. It was like knives. You couldn't keep anything down. Couldn't keep anything down. So I didn't eat or drink for like five days. Finally, this wasn't going away. Again, I thought it was food poisoning. It wasn't going away. Finally, luckily in Costa Rica, it's not that hard to do this. We had to have a doctor. I was trying to schedule a doctor's appointment at this place right down the road that I could have walked to. It would have been a five minute walk. I stood up. I couldn't even walk. I was so weak. And we called him and it's like, can you come to the the, uh, the condo that we're at? And he did. He did a house visit. So it made me it feel so nice. Hey, cool. But but B was like old time. He like this yeah. guy's coming to a house visit, and he was like, this is I I guess it's a virus. Yeah, you have um, like some type of a, a viral infection, intestinal virus. And as soon as he gave me some medicine, you know, I didn't feel great the next day, but I started to perk up. But yeah, and you could like he's like you have to go get some electrolytes and you know just drink and only broth. Like you can only eat certain things. So you know we got the prescriptions. We got you some Gatorade and then all this other stuff that they have yeah. there that's like electrolyte water. But and almost instantly, yeah. it, like it, I started. I wasn't in as much pain, and then it took me yeah, about a day I or two to recover. Forgot about that because we were supposed to fly out, and I was curled up on the bed. We were supposed to fly out in two days, and I remember thinking. I, there is absolutely no yeah. way I can get on a plane. Yeah. I mean, and so thankfully it kicked in quick enough that I was able to get on the plane and all that. But yeah, I was I was out for a solid four or five days there. Yeah, that was brutal. Um, the other one was the trip to Portland. And so just to set the scene a little bit, I fly from Wilmington to Philadelphia, drop just me and the kids. Heather stays to do this, uh, to do these all these renovations we talked about in the summer. I leave the kids with my parents for, for eight days and Heather's sister. They were tag teaming for eight days. And I fly from Philadelphia. My other sister. She should get a shout sister. out too. Um, I fly from Portland or from Philadelphia to Portland. Well, uh, excuse me, from Newark to Portland. So I have to drive two hours to Newark airport. I go to start the car that we had sitting at my parents' oh, house. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't start. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy. So I start the car. It, it won't start. It won't turn on. So I have to call an Uber I get an Uber, so a two-hour Uber ride, so it's $200, but I have no other options. So I get an Uber ride to the airport. was super thankful that this guy would take me. I even said to him when he showed up, I'm like, you know we're going to Newark Airport, right? Because sometimes Uber drivers can't see where they're going, whatever. So you still fine with taking me? I'm happy to pay it. I just, I, this car is dead. I, I have no options. He's like, sure. So obviously I had an Uber there, and I had an Uber back. So $400 in, in Ubers to get there and back. Um but I Uber all the way to EWR. I'm not feeling that well. I get on the plane. I don't feel that great. I get to Portland. I feel sick and I'm sick for five of the eight days that I was in Portland. Not so bad that I had that only stay in the hotel, but for the first two or three days, basically only in the hotel. I, I tested. It didn't 
test for COVID. I still have never tested positive for COVID, but it yeah, felt like but it, COVID. I, and sometimes like doctors are saying, you know, maybe you have this strain that doesn't yeah. show up. So who knows? But yeah, you were testing negative. So and again, so, I'm like, here I am on the solo trip. Say? I yeah. spent all this money to get here. All these people are watching the kids. Everyone has had to go out of their way. And I'm in a hotel room in Portland for the last time this conference will ever happen. And I'm like not even able to get out of bed. And I was like, dang it. But um, yeah, got some, I, I did start feeling better. And then the second half of the trip. So yeah, just two, yeah, two um, had a sick year. health issues there. So those are our biggest mishaps. Those are our superlatives of 2022. I would love to hear, Heath, which one would you love to hear from people? Out of all the things that we talked about, what should people hop on Instagram and let us know? Like what I would one? say two things. Okay. Like, the craziest thing you've done. Okay. And the most unexpected thing, but in a good way. Okay. Because I like to focus on the positive as much as possible. Too. Craziest thing you've done. Let us know on Instagram. Throw it under the post um, that we'll be putting up about this. And then the most unexpected thing in a good way. What was that? Let us know. Till it strikes again. On my way through I saw you on my way through On my way through I saw you And I'll see you again Someday You know what the next one is. Best. Meals. Mm. <laughs> I'll be using that drop a lot.